Welcome to issue 133 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, the living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at our most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Peter, and joining me today is Steve. Hi, Peter. How you doing? I am awesome. And Daniel. Peter, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Great to be here. Thank you. So, folks, hear a new voice reading our intro. Uh, this is Peter. Folks will know you from the One Stop Co-op Shop. Why don't you, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself? And uh, Mike likes to ask, uh, tell us what you do here. Uh, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I am a lot of things, a renaissance man, if you will, which is appropriate because here in Maryland, our Renaissance Festival starts this weekend, so I'm super excited to go to that. But I uh, I started as a game designer. We have a couple of published designs about 10 years ago or five years ago at this point. We have another one coming out soon. But then uh, because we were doing game design on cooperative games, we started a podcast, which was originally called Co-op Cast, that uh, my co-designer Mike and I started working on. We're like, well, we're going to talk about cooperative games a lot. Why don't we just share our thoughts on it with everybody? And so it gave us an excuse to play new games all the time. And then we joined up with a channel called the One Stop Co-op Shop, and and it's just gone on and on from there. So now we have two YouTube channels, one where we do Marvel Champions every Friday night, which is our streaming channel, One Stop Co-op Shop Streamed. And then we have our main channel where I'll usually do my first impression videos for new Marvel Champions stuff, but we cover all kinds of cooperative games, not limited to Marvel Champions or LCGs. Well, that sounds awesome. And Peter, yeah. where are you in Maryland? Uh, I am right outside of Baltimore. So okay, okay, yeah, pretty central. You know, it takes me twenty minutes to get into the city. I'm, I'm definitely in the suburbs for sure. About an hour from DC, an hour and a half from Philly. So I don't know. Everything in this area is pretty close. It is. It is. I live in DC, so that's why I was curious when you said the Renaissance Festival. Because yeah, it's coming. I'll be there Saturday at ten thirty for my breakfast beer. <laughs> right on. Sounds awesome. By the time this airs, it will have been long over. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what's up, Co-op Shop? I found you guys. I've been watching um, your videos. I really enjoy your first impression videos, where you, you know, you take a hero or a scenario and kind of go after it the first time. Those are fun. Um, yeah, it's hard because I have to avoid spoilers until like launch day, which is very hard if you go anywhere in this community which is why you probably don't see me as much on the facebook groups or on these other things because just hard to avoid spoilers otherwise because what i really like to do is play something for the first time so people get my true and actual reaction now sadly it hasn't happened as much lately i've had like really bad rules mess ups where i've had to go back and just re-record it or whatever else but um but I true do try to do a good enough job getting the rules right the first time while still giving you a first impression. So that's that's the point of those videos. Peter, what was your best rules mess up that you can remember? Oh, I mean, it just happened recently with Spider uh, is, is one that I like, okay, I can't air this video. So what I originally thought it said was exhaust one of their components and get resources equal to the cost of that Oof. component. Oh, <laughs> So, so I was giving myself like, wow, I'm getting three resources from this one thing, two from something else. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely one that uh, that's a big mistake. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's cheaty heroes, man. It's cheaty heroes. It's the kind of thing those he, yeah, cheaty heroes like to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely a cheaty <laughs> hero that day for sure. That's fantastic. Yeah, so it's hard to get ex- as excited the second time you play through a scenario. It's like, oh, I just did this, and I was super excited because everything was new to me. And now I screwed it up so bad that I got to go through and still be equally as excited the second time I go through. And that's why I do try to make it a true first impressions video, just because it is hard to replicate that enthusiasm that you get that first time you see a new card. And I, I just shuffle it up and play, too, which is why it's more prone to have rules errors it's also more prone to be more exciting i think sure i mean that one was the rules were screwed up so bad that it really was still new to you oh yeah no <laughs> touche <laughs> it wasn't as bad as you think though because i didn't realize the hero was a component as well until about three quarters of the way through the game i'm like huh i can exhaust this card too for resources so i think it all kind of balanced out yeah like i said that was that was bad <laughs> that's fantastic I did watch that, the, your, I suppose, your second impression video, and you still had good enthusiasm on there. So uh, I can't imagine avoiding the spoilers because this game, more than any game I've played, at least from FFG, like the whole, every card is spoiled at some point somewhere out there. So. Well, and imagine this. I was just at Gen Con. I was playing with Caleb, the designer. We played through the new scenarios, and we got to play with the new heroes that are in the core set. But I didn't play either of them. So I have an idea of what they do, but I still don't know what their cards are. So I'm still excited to go through. Even though I played in a game with the new heroes, I still don't know the actual cards myself. I, I, I know the general idea of what they do, but I try not to pay too much attention. So... Yeah, that was, uh, talk about trying to avoid spoilers when you're playing in a game with the new heroes. But I did it. I, I, uh, I, I mostly man, have no idea. <laughs> that's dedication to your art, man. Good job. Yeah, that, well, you have to just trust that Caleb is playing the cards correctly. Yeah. Like, well, he, well he, he, he probably knows how they work because he made them. Right. <laughs> he actually wasn't in the game. We were playing with Dale the Casual Gamer. And somebody else, I didn't know who it was. I didn't really catch his name when he introduced himself, unfortunately. But Caleb was overseeing the game because it was just for, like, content creators. Oh, nice. Um, So whenever we have a new guest on, we do like to ask a few questions. uh, Just some Marvel questions. Do you have a favorite Marvel villain? Um, Yeah, I I mean, it's got to be Magneto, right? Like, Magneto or Thanos. If you want to go, like, straight up, like, MCU, it's got to be Thanos. I mean, he was just... Just brutal, <laughs> you know, just like, especially, you know, obviously no spoilers here, even though it's it's been forever. But, you know, that for that first Infinity War, you know, it, I don't know. It's just epic. Just epic yeah. ending. You know, he just did everything right. And Magneto, just because he's such a villain, right? Like, sometimes you feel bad. For, I mean, a lot of times you feel bad for Magneto. It's like his heart's in the right place. He just, you know, just, just has a different way of doing things. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. How about a how about a hero that you love to hear is getting beat up? Oh, love to hear is getting beat up, huh? I mean, yeah, yeah. Not I don't your know. favorite hero. Your favorite hero to watch get trashed. Yeah, I mean, Cap is just he's too nice. <laughs> like, like, he's got to get beat up every once in a while. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Doctor Strange is another one. Like, he's just I don't know. He's just too smug, too nice, too smug. Sorry, guys, you got to go. I, I don't mind watching them get beat up. Not at all. Okay. That's a good, that's a good choices. Um, Love it. So, <laughs> I mean, Daniel would have approved of Iron Man. 
but uh, we'll take Cap too. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm uh, all right with Iron Man. Iron Man, I don't know. He's he's pretty arrogant too, but in a way that doesn't offend me nearly as much as Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh, how about in our game? Do you have a, a a go-to villain modular set that you really like to play? Uh, lately, it's been the new Sinister Six out of the Spider. I forget what it's called. It's like his version of the Sinister Six. Uh, I really like that one. I could look it up right. if you uh, want to. Is that Sinister Syndicate? Like the fifth scenario in the box? Where you have like all the six different villains at once? Oh, I love that scenario. But I was actually talking about Spider's modular that comes with the Spider deck. It's also like a Sinister Six thing. Hold on. Oh, yes. Iron Spider's Sinister Six? Yes. Yeah, that's a fun modular set. We have not talked about in the show yet. Yeah, no, I, I, we, we play that. It was funny because every Friday night, as I said, we stream Marvel Champions, and Terrence is my my standard co-host. Although we have different people come on and, and join us, but uh, he's like, "How many weeks in a row are we going to play this uh, Sinister Six like modular?" I was like, "Oh, did we play that already?" He's like, "Yeah, for like the last four weeks." I'm like, "Oh, all right. I, I guess we can pick something different." Nice. Uh, all right, one more. Uh, did you read? Do you read the comics? Are you a comics fan? Like in your youth, or or never? Te- a fav- no, okay. Never read one comic in my entire life. If it's not an MCU, or I didn't just do research on it over the last couple of days, and I <laughs> know nothing about anything that comes through the comics. It's fun though because I do learn. I mean, the nice part about live streaming Marvel Champions is. It's more of a community we form there. So during our streams, a lot of people will be chatting and I'll be like, I have no idea who this character is. And people will tell you about it. So you do get to learn things during our streams. And it's funny. I think our audience shows up sometimes to entertain each other more so than they come to watch us play because they'll just be chatting away in the background. None of it's to us. I'll just like, you know, we'll just be happily playing along. <laughs> and every once in a while, we'll see a comment to us and we'll we'll comment on it. But uh, I do really feel like our Friday night group has become that, has become just a little community into unto itself. So I do learn about the comics there and about the lore there. But no, I've never read it myself. Okay. Actually, I just thought of another one. The One Stop Co-op Shop, there's a lot of people involved in that, right? Like there's quite a few. six of us that are main hosts at this point. I mean, so out of those six main folks, who do you think uh, is most likely to assemble the Infinity Gauntlet for ill purposes? Oh, definitely Mike. And most people know Mike because he's kind of the main face of our reviews. He does our five and five reviews on the main channel. On the main channel, he's also my co-designer. Oh, it's definitely him. Mike, definitely. If he could get all the power in the world, he's an actor too, right? So, I mean, he just likes people watching him. I think that's the reason we've gone on as long as we have. He needs that. Like, oh, yeah, he's one of my best friends, but he needs that attention on himself. He would definitely get the Infinity Gauntlet just to build, like, an auditorium so everybody in the world has to watch him at once. Nice. Okay. All right. That's good. Um, Daniel, did we miss any questions for Peter before we move on? No, but Peter, bless you for being so blissfully ill-informed like I am. Oh, yeah. No, no. And, and it's hilarious because, again, I, people I, read this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and I mean, I'm totally off the cuff <laughs> when we do stuff like everybody else, like has all the knowledge and I just react to it, which is great. Fantastic. Uh, well, all right. We're going to put some of your knowledge to the test here because, uh, Daniel, what yeah. is on your mind tonight? You know, what's on my mind tonight is something that's someone, I should say, Steve, that's been on my mind a lot recently. It's Rob. Hey, Rob. <laughs> Rob K. 
um, Rob wrote to us that, hey, guys, so I'm just wondering what to do. What do you guys want to see next from Marvel Champions? I'd love to see Dr. Doom box once the X-Men wave is over. Do you think we'll see a box with the Defenders somewhere down the line? Regards, Rob. So one, I'd like to say that I think we, we saved the game for Rob, right? He's still playing, clearly. Yep. And, uh, yep. And Rob, it's great to hear from you again. That's a, a wonderful question. Steve, I have an answer. Oh, okay. I've been thinking about this because one of the shows some time ago, and it might have been actually with Scarlet Rhodey, and it was the Two Truths and a Lie game, right? Someone okay. had a character. Someone had a character they were talking about. In fact, it was you, Steve. It was the example Beetle, I think. And you had had some question about, like, that she wanted to start sort of this all-female villain group, right? Yes. And that was true, right? It was true, yeah. So I'd love to see something like that in the game. Oh, okay. Like, is this sort of, you know, villainous femme fatale cooperative that we have to go up against. I think that'd be really cool. Would that be like the Z-Force? Because in A-Force, all the female heroes... So maybe it'd be like the Z-Force, the female villains. Peter, I love that. Yeah, somewhere in there. I'm, I'm looking for that. That's what I want to see next. That'd be cool. Because remember it was like Madam Hydra was the only bad woman in the game for a long time? Well, and then so, you got yeah. Proxima Midnight, right? we got Proxima, yep. we've got Hell. Oh, yeah. Nebula. You got Nebula, yep. yep. Yeah, so there's getting to be a few of them now. We're getting there. But imagine... A campaign where it's just female villains. I think that'd be great. That'd be awesome. So that's that's my response to you, Rob. Peter, Steve, what do you guys think? Peter, go ahead. Well, I'll say the defenders are already in the game. They might be allies, but they're in there. In fact, one of my first theme decks that I did a running the gauntlet is what I called it, where I basically tried to see how many games in a row I could win with one deck without changing it. I used a Spider Woman deck that had all the defenders in it because they're spread across I think it's justice and protection now. All you know, all the major, you know, Luke Cage, Daredevil, you know, they're they're in there. They're just allies right now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think people really want to have like a Daredevil hero, though. I think a Defenders box would be pretty cool. You could have you know Punisher and uh, all those like kind of side characters, Elektra and uh, Iron Fist as heroes and stuff. And you could have um, Kingpin and and Bullseye, and, and those kind of guys as the, the villains. So the Defenders are like the, the city guys that deal with sort of the criminal element, right? From what I understand. Is that accurate? The street-level guys. I, from my knowledge, I don't know a ton about the Defenders, um, but all those Netflix series shows with Jessica Jones and all of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a Defender, right? Right. Those are what I understand to be the Defenders. And At least that's what, some of them. From so. what I understand, even... Uh, so only from Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is another game by it used to be Fantasy Flight. Apparently, the Defenders also include, include like Doctor Strange and some of the magic characters from the universe as well. Right. Yeah, because he has a he's like a house in New York City, right? So like he gets in on it. <laughs> so yeah, Sorcerer <laughs> Supreme. Ah, eh, I'm a Defender. I'm a street level yeah. thug. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't go mugging someone around him. <laughs> That's right. So. That's right. Um, but I think he, I think Rob's hit it too. I think a Doctor Doom or Fantastic Four that's got to be somewhere, uh, at least on the rate on the radar, right? Oh, for sure. They're gonna ride this mutant wave for a while, though. Don't don't think for one minute they they opened up the X Men wave or can and and they're not gonna stick with it for a while. I I think we're gonna be seeing mutants for a little bit now, and then they'll probably go back to something like that. Yeah, I could see them. I think they even mentioned that they were gonna do a few 
X boxes. I don't know how many, but they could do something like, like, like they, campaign it, boxes. Right. X Men. Okay. I mean, because you know they're only going to have six X Men heroes or something, and there's like how many dozens of them really? So. And they did all new artwork for like the genius cards and and strength cards, and it's all all the reprints, yeah, all yep. X Men themed now with all the stuff. Because I mean, speaking to Caleb, apparently they couldn't cross the streams where they can't do like MCU Avengers level stuff and X Men stuff all in the same art. So you'll never see like Wolverine in a piece with Thor or something like that. So yeah, they mentioned that on the live stream today. Um... He confirmed that, you know, you'll just see Avenger art or X-Men art, but n- n- never the two shall meet. Yes, so. so they got all this new art done. I, I have a feeling they're going to ride this way for a little bit. Right. What, what I was going to say is they could do a whole bunch of X-Boxes, and then you could drop in a Fantastic Four box, kind of like they did with Spider-Verse, and then do another whole bunch of something boxes, and then drop in a single standalone. So you could have these waves or these longer story arcs, and then a single box with a smaller Defenders, and then few campaign boxes and then a small standalone. I think that'd be kind of cool. Oh yeah, I'm sure they will. I mean, they've done such a good job with this game with just, I mean, especially lately, I feel like with all the different affiliations they've come out with recently, it's just been really cool to see. I thought it was just going to be Avengers for a while. And then they did the guardians wave and then they went back and did champions. And then they had the web warriors. I, I just, I love all the keywords and all the, the ways they've been taking the game right now think they're on such a good momentum with that i don't think they're going to go away for from for long so i think even within the x-men universe i think they'll probably break them down to different affiliations if there are even different affiliations like i said i'm not a comic fan so i i don't know but i'm (laughs) I'm sure that there's going to be a way that they're going to be able to break those out because that's been really good for the game and when are we going to see taste pot pete hopefully it's just yeah Pot pete he'd be great as one of those back of the pack modular sets right yeah like yeah yeah that'd be fun so they announced kind of a silly um pack as the as the pack for this next wave i'm trying to think of it's like like, like mojo, mojo mania, mojo mania? Yeah, 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 yeah yeah which apparently yeah, is going to be based on like tv shows and there's like different sitcom themes for like the different episodes in there so i don't know i don't know much about it like i said i haven't read about it just know from what i overheard yeah mo- mojo is like this alien creature who's obsessed with Earth television and captures the <laughs> X-Men at times and puts him into his TV shows and makes them do stuff. So like what we've seen is, you know, they'll have like a gladiator scenario and then maybe we'll have a sitcom scenario and then maybe a, you know, action. A crime TV drama. Show. Crime like, drama. There you go. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, some... like a police procedural CSI kind of. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, that's one of the scenarios coming in the It's gonna be yeah, funny. That'll be great. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean yeah. Kang is one of my favorite scenario packs that's out there right now, and it's very similar because you get these different environments. I mean, they they didn't do go as far as it sounds like they're going with this box. But I do like how they have like the different environments you can go in and you might fight Kang in ancient times or in Egypt or wherever else. So I don't know. I think they, I mean, they're so into the lore of this. I don't need to be because they are, and I know they're going to do a good job with it. So. Absolutely. Well said. Well, speaking of lore, you do have to be um, in the lore because we are not just here to talk to you just for the fun of it, which we could do all night. I'm having a great time so far, but you have a job to do. Yeah. This is actually one of our shadow of the past issues. 
And you're going to tell us all about War Machine's nemesis, right? Well, not me. So I, I lied to you a little bit coming in. I, I have not prepared oh. at all, but I brought in an expert. Oh, oh. all right. an expert that, that is going to tell you all about it. It's Arthur Parks, who is the Living Lasers, best friend growing up, Andrew. So Andrew is going <sighs> to tell you all about his friend Arthur from what really happened, not from what you've read in the comics. Oh, I can't wait for this. <laughs> oh, this is fascinating. All right. Hello, everybody. Thanks for, thanks for letting me come on your show. Uh, hi, hi, uh, Andrew. hi, Andrew. <laughs> hi there. I want to tell you about my friend, LL, the living laser. We, I, I refer to him as LL because I call him a living legend myself. So I need to know a little bit of something about Arthur because all these comics books, they, they've done him wrong. <laughs> Go on. Oh, oh yeah. Tell us more. Yeah, so there's two liars out there that stole his life story. Their names are Stanley and Don Heck. He first wrote about him in Avengers number 34 in 1966. And they just, they, they never get it right. They don't tell about all his good deeds and all the good things he did. And then he just gets attacked by these stupid Avengers over and over. Have, have you heard of this TV program called Scooby-Doo? Uh, yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen Scooby-Doo. with that. I feel like Arthur has been treated like like those people in those Scooby-Doo cartoons by the Avengers the way those, that stupid group of mystery machine kids did. Them and those pesky Avengers, they, they always ruin his plans. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Arthur is a scientist, a brilliant scientist. He invented these small wrist-mounted lasers and he used them to do things like get money for himself. Worked as a mercenary for a little bit, but then he, being the genius that he is, created these diodes. I don't know if you know what a diode is. I don't really know. I think it's something you put into yourself. Okay. But he made these things to absorb energy, and then he was capable of doing all kinds of things. He wasn't just making lasers anymore. He could refract light. I can't say that word very good. I'm sorry. He could make himself invisible. He created illusions. Yeah, they stole that whole Mysterio thing. That was his thing first. He he did all that stuff. That was never he never got credit for that stupid Mysterio. I don't know what's going on with that. I did not know that. Okay, that's interesting. This is, this is news. Yeah. yeah, and then he had himself in infatuation with a woman, and uh, her name you might have known her. She was Wasp, and uh, yeah, and he he kidnapped her and took her, and that's when the stupid Avengers noticed them for the first time. And then he captured Hawkeye. He captured Captain America. He had all these laser traps that he used. They put him in a ring of lasers. But those pesky Avengers, they just kept getting out over and over and over again. I, I'm, I'm impressed he captured, uh, captured Captain America. I mean, Hawkeye, whatever. That's easy. But Captain America, that's pretty impressive. Oh, I mean, when you got lasers and illusions and, and all that stuff, I mean, it wasn't hard for him. I told you, he was a genius. They didn't, they didn't give him his credit. He doesn't get his due. Now, Andrew, you seem to be celebrating this fella, but you're also talking about some criminal exploits here. Like, uh, what do you mean that the comics got it wrong about him? He was just looking out for himself and his family. What do you do to eat? Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I kidnap heroes. That makes right? sense. Right? Okay. I mean, yeah. And look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he just misunderstood. That's all. They wrote it wrong. That's what happened. These, these hacks. Stan mm. Lee and Don. Uh, Andrew, I wonder if you're seeing things through a fog. No, no. I mean, I stopped drinking back in, uh, well, 10 minutes before I got on. So I'm doing all right. Oh, okay. Okay. 
So tell us more. All tell right. More. So then this this one this one Avenger in particular, like he took a non liking to Andrew. I don't know what it was. I think he was jealous because Andrew was smarter than him. He made better technology than him. That was that silly Iron Man. He just kept coming after him and after him. And at one point, he even like blasted him up into space. But you know, my my friend Andrew, he he, he had a little bit of a little bit in him. Or Ar- wait, I'm oh, sorry. Wait. Like, <laughs> my friend Arthur. You mean yeah, Arthur, I, right? I told you I okay, stopped drinking ten minutes ago. Leave me alone. <laughs> My friend, my friend Arthur, he had just absorbed all the energy out there, and he just that just made him more powerful. Oh, he actually became back in his photon form at that point, and then he had like a material body, and he'd be non-material sometimes, and he just could change his density and all that good stuff. So you know, oh. th- these Avengers, every time they tried to mess with him, he just came back stronger. He could make like three-dimensional holographic images at that point. He shot energy beams out of his body. He was a pretty, pretty, pretty smooth cat. Could even travel at the speed of light. Well, he, was, he was all about lasers. Well, that's that part's cool. I mean, it, yeah, the whole, you know, the kidnapping of Wasp hasn't aged well. But here, here's a question for you, Andrew. Why is the living laser considered a nemesis for War Machine? Yeah, so one of his exploits... He went to go kill that Tony Stark, who just kept messing with him. He's like, you know what, Scooby-Doo? I'm coming after you. So he went and... Steve, I'm liking the living laser all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, he, he went yeah. after that Tony Stark fellow, but apparently he was kind of already dead. Maybe not, maybe so. I don't know. He was hiding out in his Stark Tower somewhere. But his buddy, Rhodey, mm. James Rhodes, the war machine, took over for him. And he was running Stark Tower or Stark Industries at that point. I see. And then... When our, my, our, our good friend, the living legend over there, came and showed up, Cody actually offered him a job. He said, you want to be a scientist here? You want to work for the good guys? Pay you a million dollars a day. Of course. A day? Hey, of course. Now, you were saying this guy just wanted to feed his family. That seems like it would make it possible. Took it. He said, yeah, I'll do that. But it was just a trick. Rudy brought him down, showed him all the technology, and then tried to trap him and kill him. That wasn't right. Wasn't right. Nobody oh. tells that part of the story. Nobody did him wrong. That's why they're nemesis to this day. They say my friend got killed that day. That is not true. I'll tell you right now. Arthur Parks is out there right now. My my friend, living legend. You know, I, I talk to him every once in a while on the phone. You know how I can prove it to you that he's still out there. Have you heard of that rapper LL Cool J? Yeah. yeah. Where do yeah. you think he got his name? LL Cool J. Wait, are you? Yes. No, wait a minute. Andrew, are you suggesting that the rapper LL Cool J and Living Laser are the same Oh, no. He went to one of his shows, and he liked the cut of his jib. Oh. Arthur, he helped him out. (laughs) He helped him become the living legend he was today. He was just back in a local show for for Mr. Cool J. And then to, to honor him, to honor the Living Laser, he changed his name from Cool J to LL Cool J. He's around. I tell I tell you now. Oh uh, well, okay. Well, that that makes perfect sense. Yes, right. Steve? What you've learned today, yeah. Gooby Doo and LL Cool J. If you heard nothing else, that's what you got. What what I got was he has cool photon powers, uh, all sorts of three D imaging, lasers, and then was uh, 
done wrong by the war machine. So, uh, yeah, that's something we're going to have yeah, to look sorry into. Sorry about that. So. Steve, what I'm getting here is that this Andrew fella's got like a hero worship complex going on. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, sorry about Andrew. He, he's passed out in the corner now. I, I apologize for that. I didn't Peter. know how far a drift Peter. he was going to go there. Wow. That was, uh, that, that, I, I, that was unexpected. I apologize. Uh, okay. Peter, I think Andrew's now become our weirdest guest ever. <laughs> that is, uh, I, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I apologize for bringing him on your show. I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. No. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, there was got an incredibly skewed worldview that I, I think, Steve, we might have like a lot of explaining to do to our fans because <laughs> we might, he, and we did, did not because know Andrew was coming backwards politically by 58 years. <laughs> I, I mean, so. I, I honestly, I, I didn't know where he was going with that, but, uh, but I'm glad, it, I'm glad it all came back around. I'm glad it all came back around at the end. And uh, yeah, he won't be, he won't be joining us anymore tonight. That's good. Okay. Peter, I'm glad it all came back around to you coming back into oh, the room. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I tried to cut his mic several times, but he's he's one tough, tough man. I'll, I'll tell you. I'm a little uh, happy he did say he liked the cut of his jib. I was going to say, I love that phrase. I mean, you've got to be yeah, pretty so, bad to be on an episode of a show that is all about the villains and be considered the biggest villain in the room. Like, that's, I mean, I mean, he yeah. did it. He, yeah, he, true. He, he stepped up. Andrew, yeah. Andrew did his part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he'll never do it again. Boy, no boy. one will ever allow him on a show ever again. But, you know, he... he, he... I'd be surprised if we hear from Andrew again. I hope he's on your next live stream. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we might have to, we might have oh to retire God. Andrew. <laughs> he, he might have to go to the, uh, <laughs> to the sanctuary for a while. We'll... Uh... Until until he gets some uh, sensitivity training or something, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll work on him. It was pretty informative. It was okay. Yeah, uh, it was a surprise though. That's true. Jeez. Surprise for me. <laughs> That's one word for it. <laughs> well, let's talk about these cards because I mean, Living Laser is a person in our game. Yeah. So yeah. Let's... Okay. So the Living Laser is a Nemesis set that you can get in the War Machine pack uh, from the Mad Titan Shadows wave. It has one obligation of five encounter cards, three by title. Why don't mm. I tell you about the obligation? And uh, Well, that's usually Mike's job, Steve. It is usually Mike's job. Right, Mike? I know he's listening. All right, guys. Um, but I'll do it for him tonight since he's oh, not oh, here. <laughs> no, we're no, not doing that? No. Okay, no, no. All right, I'm done. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I thought Andrew um, woke up again and I was horrified. No, no. Uh, all right. His obligation: equipment malfunction. A give to the James Rhodes player. You may flip to alter ego form and choose exhaust James Rhodes, remove equipment malfunction from the game, or remove all ammo counters from your identity. If two or fewer ammo counters were removed this way, this card gains surge. Discard this obligation with two boost icons. Uh fairly kind of standard obligation, right? flip and remove yeah. or it it removes ammo counters which is war machine's big thing um i like how if it only review removes a couple it still surges so it can be fairly impactful yeah and that's the one and the other thing is if you flip to alter ego you lose those counters right away so unlike some heroes you can't choose to flip to alter ego and then still remove the animal i mean you can obviously but you'll remove zero at that point and then it'll surge so Oh yeah, so, good call. yeah good call. they do a good job there of like working within how the power works to make it 
you know, extra diabolical. Because a lot of heroes, you'll flip anyway, even if you don't necessarily want to do the top part where you exhaust yourself. You'll probably flip anyway to take, like, right, right. you know, if you've got crew quarters or something else to, to heal that hero up. But, uh, yeah, in this one, you, you got extra costs associated with that. Yeah, it's not like a free flip, which, like you said, sometimes it gives you. So I made that mistake live, which is why I know that. <laughs> Because I like flipped and then I'm like, oh, I'll oh. my ammo counters. They're like, no, no, no. You lose all your ammo counters when you flip. Yeah. Yeah. They're already gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, uh, that's a good lesson there. So, um, which just make it a little more impactful. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, Peter, um, leave Andrew sleeping in the corner and why don't you tell us about the living laser minion? All right. So the living laser is a one scheme to attack, which is apparently, according to Andrew, the one thing he told me before he passed out was way underrated. Like they, they underrate the power of the living laser here. But um, I digress. He has four mm. life. He is a criminal with quick strike and his attack scheme piercing. Um, and of course, he is the war machine nemesis card. So piercing, quick strike, four life, two, one, not, not overly powerful in and of himself. I think it's the rest of his set that makes him more deadly. And uh, although I'll tell you, just based on what I've seen, who's not going to like him if we do cross the streams, is uh, it's the new, I almost say Iron Man, but what's the new guy, Colossus? Colossus, Colossus. is not going to like that piercing. That is for sure. But uh, I guess thankfully for Colossus, this is going to be left in the War Machine pack. So um, you can't just added in and, and just to mess with Colossus. So I played in a campaign with War Machine and I saw Living Laser twice. And both times were directly after I had flipped and had that armor that gave me tough when I oh, flipped. Oh, nice. So his quick strike, though I saw him twice in the whole campaign, uh, he quick striked my, through my tough both times. Nice. Well, they do. And all I could think was, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure that's what you were thinking. I, I could tell. That's what I was thinking. Cause I'm like, you know, we're pro villain here. Like we always talk about like, we need our minions, especially our nemesis minions to all have quick strike. So they actually do a thing, just anything. And so he, he worked. Let me tell you, um, uh, black widows. Nemesis does a thing when you're playing with Kang and you keep forgetting that you automatically bring your nemesis out right away when you have like 27 different upgrades in front of you and then it becomes a 27, 27 uh, yeah. and does something before you get to act. Yeah. Let me tell you, you better have a chumper or you better not be flipped to alter ego, which I am like literally every time. Cause I totally forget that happens every time it's happened to me twice. Not good. Both times. <laughs> not good. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, my complaint here on living laser is the two boost icons. It's a nemesis. It should have three boost icons. Um, that's kind of that kind of stinks. Um, and Daniel, four health, it, he's dead, right? He's, he's dead, dead but on. that's why that's why I'm okay with four health if they have quick strike. Yeah. Okay. Me too. That's fine. That's fine. He's still he's still you know a good single card to deal with. Yeah. And right. It's like it's the three hit point minions that you know you can actually just basic attack them away with many many of the heroes, but four. You might have to play one of those two resource cost cards or something special to deal with it. Yeah. I guess that quick strike is uh he's as fast as the speed of light. You you told I mean, us. That makes that. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Super quick. All right. All right. Well, uh Daniel, why don't you tell us about his side scheme? What's he what's he doing for us? Well, I'm Steve, I'm a fan of a light show. Oh, like, you know, too. like 
remember back in the eighties or whatever, like Pink Floyd would like there'd be like these laser shows that were Floyd music. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah, laser light show. Um, yeah, they were great, but I'm not sure I would have liked them if they were deadly light shows. And that's what Living Laser is trying to do. And the art is weird because I'm just trying to figure out what he seems very stretchy. Anyway, he's moving super fast. He's a laser himself. Yeah. The living laser is attacking a government office. The employees inside need help. Hmm. Hinder, one per player. When defeated, deal one damage to each identity. Yikes. And it's a crisis. It starts with three and has three boost icons. That's kind of nasty. That's a deadly light show. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely distracting with that. Wow. Yeah, I like that it's a crisis that has a when defeated. Because most likely, you're going to have to defeat it being a crisis and then you know the the when defeated will trigger so do most when like most crises do have when defeated don't they no there's there's only a few that do getting better that's Um, too bad i feel like it's getting better i feel like they started without a lot of that stuff same with the acceleration icon ones because honestly when an acceleration starts out with like 10 thread on it i'm like okay do i spend 10 work removing this or that's going to take 10 turns of it actually accelerating the main scheme for me to actually care about it. So if it's not going to be around for 10 turns, I just never thwart it away. So I feel like they're doing things even to those acceleration icons now to make them more deadly than they were before, which is a good thing. Yeah, they might have some ability while it's sitting there, plus the yeah. acceleration. And you're like, oh, the accelerate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Daniel, to your comment about the art, that those are speed lines, I think. Like, you know, you yeah, whip know around your flashlight too fast. That's what it is. So he's not stretching. It's just funny. Everything he hits, he's setting on fire. Because he's a laser. Living laser. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> those government employees need help. Yeah, well, that, that's for sure. Yeah. Is he inside a building or outside a building? Outside the buildings, it looks like. I feel like he's out. You can see the door on the bottom right well, of the picture. It, it could be like, looks like a, an entrance to something. Yeah. Maybe he's in yeah. the courtyard of a whole bunch of government buildings right now. Yeah, I feel like there's a flagpole there. So it must yeah, be outside, well, it also right? looks like a giant beer yeah. there. I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. I think that's a barrel on fire, but it looks a lot like a beer to me with a handle. I think it's, I think yeah. it's a beer. I mean, he stopped for a beer. He's like, hold my beer. And then he just does a laser light show. Well, <laughs> that, could actually be, that could actually be Andrew in the art. Like, <laughs> that is see, Andrew's there holding his beer. He's off frame, like they done holding him the wrong. Beer. They done Andrew <laughs> wrong, but that's him holding the beer. <laughs> oh boy! Well, uh, so far these these cards in this uh, set aren't all that horrifying. Yeah, let me tell you what is horrifying. Is there another is card? The next three cards in the set, the three you shuffle in, which are the laser strikes, and these are just garbage oh. just absolute garbage for if you're a hero uh so we have a it's laser strike it's oh. a treachery card when revealed discard an upgrade you control if you cannot this card gains surge yeah if this comes out against a bunch of iron heroes spider iron man war machine yeah hey everybody discard all the stuff that makes you good even a little bit and then it's got a boost effect also which is uh, if this resolves during an undefended attack, discard an upgrade you control. Hey, yeah, great. I, I got punched in the face, and I get to lose an item. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm defending everything once uh, once these laser strikes are in there. Uh, it's only one boost icon, but that boost effect <laughs> is, is garbage. You mean wonderful. You got to remember what yeah. show you're on here. We like this I mean, kind of stuff. Yeah, by garbage, you mean total <laughs> yes, quality. Yes, yes. 
just for the villain ripping off that tony stark Uh, armor like thanos at the end of uh infinity war what i like about this card is it's super villainous because when it came up in the campaign it just always hurt my friends it's like symbiotes you know where you do it to like give your friends encounter cards no but like they would draw it right you shuffled it in because it's your shuffle it in and like they're suddenly discarding upgrades they control and it's like yeah, sorry guys. I still have my, you know, machine guns or whatever. So this is terrible for everyone at the table, which, which makes it great. I think from the villain's point of view, it still could be better because the hero gets to choose which upgrade it is. It would be cooler if it was like the most expensive or a random upgrade you control because you can just get rid of some upgrade that you're not really using. Maybe, you know, it's a energy shield has one token left on it or something like that right um, i would i would agree with you steve if there was one of them okay so this just, thing is showing up a lot yeah that's true that's true and okay. it doesn't matter how yeah, it shows wouldn't up. it be funny if like claws two cards were these yeah, it doesn't matter how it shows up either if it's a treachery if it shows up as a boost card doesn't matter hey by the way unless you're blocking this get, get rid of an upgrade bye <laughs> hope you had fun using those bye. because they are now yeah. gone yeah, I, I didn't like that it does feel like it plays against War Machine or Iron Man. Um, so there's a nice theme there, at least. Yeah, it works. So, yeah. But I don't understand why they're having such a sweet hug <laughs> in the art. It looks like they're really... Like, it, it really looks like a yeah. moment of feeling. I, I guess Andrew was trying to tell you guys that. Like, there, there was more love there than you realize. Like, like the, True. they, they mis, uh, misrepresented some stuff. Well, I mean... I'd probably hug someone like that too if they were giving me a million right? a day. <laughs> and then he just burns off his armor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. What do you guys think about this overall? You like the set? I think it's good in context of the hero you're playing it with, right? I think it's great in that War Machine set. Yeah. I think he does have some upgrades I don't mind losing. As you get further and further in and start getting rid of some of those more uh, serious upgrades, or if it happens like early in the game and you have to discard your one or two upgrades that you have, it feels real bad real quick, which is what you want your uh, nemesis to do. So it feels particularly bad against the iron heroes. And that's living laser was, you know, that's what he did. He went after those, those iron heroes. Yeah. I'm less impressed with the set maybe than you guys are. Although, looking back at Deadly Light Show, I guess that one damage to each identity does, like, remove that tough status that War Machine might have picked up. <sighs> yeah. I- I'm I'm going to be Mustafa uh, on this one and think, eh, it could be a little better. The boost icons are kind of low. You- they're getting a choice on what they're discarding. I mean, the Laser Strike is what does it for me. Like, if it wasn't for Laser Strike, I'd agree. I don't think... Living Laser himself or Deadly Light Show or anything impressive. Because one damage I usually don't care about. But Laser Strike is yeah can be brutal. It can undo everything you've done. Yeah. You know what I think I'm going to have to do is just shuffle this set in as a modular against Ooh. like Spider or something. And then then maybe my opinions it's will very change. Sad. <laughs> it's very sad. It's very sad. I like that. Turn one Laser Strike oh, okay. right after you've built up I- something. Hey. Fix that with your three-card hand, buddy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right on that one. Yeah, that's a good call. Good call. Uh, you know, I'm going to give it an A-. Laser Strike is devastating. The Living Laser himself has Quick Strike, which I love. It's the mm. thing I asked for. Um, I like a Crisis Icon. 
I think they're incredibly inconvenient and they can be devastating in the wrong time. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking a minus. And I liked what Peter said about like in context of war machine and other iron heroes. He's great. Yeah. I do like that. It plays against war machine. Um, I'm going to give it a solid B myself. I think it's it does what it's supposed to do. It's nothing flashy, but, it, I mean, it does the job, and it can be what you want these to be. I, I almost like the fact better that it's not incredibly punishing on the Shadows of the Past turn, but, like, there's it puts things in that are, like, gotchas for later. Because I do think Shadows of the Past can be such a, like nasty turn and it's like could can completely flip the game around and i like that this one doesn't necessarily do that it definitely puts some obstacles in your way but then it's got these little like landmines waiting for you down the road it seems very like like mm, arch well arch villain thing to do yeah. so solid be there all right i think you guys have turned me around on it a little bit so uh my my overall impression has raised i think from what you guys are saying that wasn't even andrew convincing okay. you he would have done a way better job well our work here is done here <sighs> Maybe I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I changed my mind. I do like the cut <laughs> of this jib of this set. There, there you go. Yeah. Well, Peter, thanks for coming on the show, uh, telling us all about. Well, having your uh, special guest tell us all about Living Laser, uh, getting to know you a little bit. Do you have anything you want to plug here before we uh, take things out? Oh no. Or... I mean, I, we've talked about enough about our show. Um, but yeah, no, we'd love as many people to come join us Friday nights as possible, obviously, um, on our live streams. So it, it, it's a fun night. We, we definitely don't take it too seriously, but at the same time, we put the most challenging stuff in front of ourselves and watch how badly we can lose to it. So I, I feel like your, your fans specifically would like watching the heroes get beat up every week. Yeah, that sounds nice. See, a lot of these shows, they, like, make themselves look good. They're like, hey, look at me. I can shoot nine arrows with Hawkeye on one turn. Not us. I'm like, look how bad we can make this hero look in this situation. Like, <laughs> oh. Steve, where do people go to find how badly we screw up at times? Well, you can email us. Maybe you have some choice words for Andrew you'd like to share with us. You can email yeah. us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. Uh, we are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardain, Big Foam Loaf, Wandering Took, and Goose MVP. And you can find the one-stop co-op shop out there. I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes so you can check out all the stuff that Peter's involved in. And if you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Living Laser, take us out. All right. Oh, wait a minute. Ah, Andrew, no! Alrighty, I'm gonna tell you, you and Stark, you both have it coming.